0: Welcome to the Maris Review. I'm Maris Kreisman. I have very special guests today. I'm joined by Amy Solomon, who is a producer on HBO's Silicon Valley and Barry, And she currently runs Alec Berg's production company where she develops content for film and TV. And she's the editor of Notes from the Bathroom Line, which is a wonderful and exciting book of comedy uh, that's coming to you soon. And we are joined today by Aparna Nanturla, who is a comedian and a general silly billy. Her sense of humor is dry, existential and absurd with notes of uncalled for whimsy. Think a wine you didn't order. I'm so glad you're both here. Thank Thank you. you for having me. So fun. I, I feel like when I'm talking to people in the comedy and TV world, I get to like kind of see what Josh my husband is up to.
1: Well <laughs> I'm a big fiction nerd so I just want to be in your world so we can switch if you like.
2: I, I, yeah. This is I'm a good also crossover. a big book person so I feel like I'm fanning out Same. to yeah. even be on this.
0: Yeah. I, I love it. We're all doing it. Um, so tell me about Notes from the Bathroom Line. It sounds like it's packaged like it's the answer to the question from some asshole somewhere can women be funny and you just like boom show them the book
1: yeah just slap them in the face with the book <laughs> slap them in the face, <laughs> yeah so basically there is a book from the 70s I grew up obsessed mm-hmm. with Gilda Radner I'm still obsessed with Gilda Radner full UK it's a little off camera but there's a full shrine situation um and I found on eBay this book called Titters that she had contributed to in 1976. That's this huge collection of humor writing by like every cool woman of all time, Candace Bergen, Phyllis Diller, Lorraine Newman, Gilda, like insane. And I just got, I ordered it, I got obsessed with it. And then it was absurd to me that there was never a collection of humor writing by women after that. Um, And so selfishly, I was like, this needs to exist because what was so cool about it was it, in putting all their pieces together, it became this sort of time capsule. um, And you really get a sort of visceral sense of like what they were all talking about and thinking about at that time. So I really wanted to do it for now. Um, And so, yeah, that was the big, thing luckily I haven't encountered too many men I've had to slap yet I only have one copy (laughs) so far so (laughs) um but yeah it was it's just a dream it was honestly like I'm an enormous Aparna fan it's weird to say to your face but I will so So to get to ask people like her to be like want to write something and it can kind of be whatever you want um was like the dream yeah no
2: I think uh, just even seeing all the people who are included I was like how did she know all of them i know you probably didn't know everyone personally but still you know in hollywood it's hard to even get a hold of people sometimes
1: yeah it was i mean what was so amazing about it was i would ask a gal and then i would be like and who are your favorite gals like Mm -hmm. who do you think is so funny and they would be like oh my god let me tell you about this you know so it was just To watch people be so excited to connect you to their favorite people was so special, you know? So it kind of created this web, and I get credit for it, but I don't deserve it at all.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. You do. Um, It's like a web of superheroes. How amazing is that? Um, So tell me a little bit more about saying do anything. Like, were there people, a partner, were you like, should I sing? Like was there- <laughs> Oh,
2: right. Yeah. Cause I think you were so open with what you could contribute, but I also think you gave a file of prompts. So it was yeah. really helpful in that if you're the type of person who's just paralyzed by choice, there were a couple <laughs> ins so of like, oh, you could do this, or here's an idea of the area you could tackle.
1: Yeah, totally. There were people, it was a spectrum of different kinds of paralysis. So some people, <laughs> a lot of people had a piece they'd, you know, always kind of been thinking about, but had never really had a spot for. So some gals were just like, oh yeah, I ha- I've always wanted to do this. Or some gals were like, please God, give me prompts. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I had a little doc of prompts of just themes I wanted to touch on and questions. And there was a lot of stuff that I felt like if we didn't ever address it in the book, right now, it would feel weird. Um, I think the first thing, the the first thing, the first thing, the dog was just like Michelle Obama. She just, she's the queen. (laughs) She must be in there. Um, but so, yeah, so it was, it was a big combo. Um, and it was cool because I think pretty much there was rarely, I didn't want things to overlap so much. So I would be like, what are you thinking? Just let me know to make sure it's not identical. And a lot, I never had identical things, but a lot of them touched on you know it was a big Venn diagram and they all have like anxiety in the middle essentially (laughs) and
0: um Aparna your your short story of course is um
2: in the middle of that Venn diagram oh yes yes I was like I'm just gonna straight up write about anxiety (laughs) be a little on the nose
1: (laughs) it's perfect
0: Uh, just for listeners if you want to give like a a brief thought
2: outline (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Mine is just kind of if you had to give an explanation to a friend of why you're late to meeting them for a meal, like what actually happened versus what you end up texting them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf makes an unplanned cameo. When I said about writing it, I did not say this has to include Shia LaBeouf, but then he just appeared.
1: Probably. It's not. It's not pro Shia. Let's be clear. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. no, no, no. Sure.
0: Tell me about some of the other patterns you discovered, Amy.
1: Yeah. Um. So, so it, it's in the title. It's you notes know, in the bathroom line, humor, art, and low grade panic. Um. And oh my <laughs> god, we spent so much time figuring that out. Um. But the low-grade panic is kind of the thing that I feel like there There are certainly ones that are confident and breezy and not denoting enormous amounts of anxiety but I will say we this the book was actually largely written pre-pandemic so the fact that all of this anxiety was pre-pandemic I think speaks to the era we've been living in for sure but so it was a lot of this uh this one gal, Anna Greenfield, who's super brilliant, who did this amazing piece where she annotated her 11-year-old diary entry. So she goes back and like physically, like with a pen, like annotated it. It's really cool. But so she said in her 11-year-old self had said, what should I do? How should, wait, how should I be dress? What is it? It's, I have it on a tote bag, like somewhere near <laughs> here. Wait, wait, okay. It's how should I look, act, dress, be? Yeah. And <laughs> the big questions. It, it's uh, such big questions. And I loved that that was her 11 year old self. And then her current self wrote back and was like, I still ask all of these questions. <laughs> and I think that's kind of in a lot of pieces. There's a, there's a few pieces that are like, should I be a mom? The world seems to be melting. Does that make sense? There's another piece about a girl who is a mom who's constantly jealous of the nanny because anytime she's away from the kid, the nanny seems to have a way better connection with her kid than her. Like, there's just a lot of like, am I doing this right? What should I be doing? And I think that's, you know, I think that's kind of speaks to the time capsule right now.
0: Absolutely. Tell me about the anxiety that runs through the book, do we think it's particularly because funny people happen to experience anxiety more so than others? Or is it a like a, a a gender thing?
1: That's interesting. I think it's probably a combo. My, I actually wrote, this is the dorkiest thing a person could ever say, but I wrote my college senior thesis about mental illness in comedy and why we basically have this Assumption of the sad clown and where does that come from historically and blah, 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 blah. But the thesis ultimately was that I think comedians are just the people who are allowed to talk about it, that everyone's messed up as hell, but we're the people like Aparna is allowed to go up on stage and talk about it. And that's so helpful to so many people. And then if comedians are talking about the stuff that's a little bit difficult to talk about there. That's correct. That's what comedy should be. They should be like pushing that envelope. So I do think it's a lot of times funny people are the people we look to, to make light of these things, you know? So I think that's part of it. I do think women are in their heads (laughs) in a good way. And I think that's a very positive thing and speaks to why women are the best. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I think it's a combo. I think it's our time. I think it's gender. I think it's, comedy i think it's all of it
2: yeah i also think um comedians are allowed to talk about darker topics because we offer that release of it where it's you're not just ending in the low place they're like oh but here's a little escape hatch totally yeah we can laugh about it
1: totally
0: (laughs) even if we're dying inside (laughs) 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 and tell me about both of you, comedy during the pandemic, this age of anxiety thrust into (laughs) its highest gear. Um, How has that been for creativity and finding other funny people and whatever you
2: wanna talk about? Yeah, it does feel like it's just been so many personal peaks and valleys. Like I know everyone has experienced macro peaks and valleys as a country as a world but I think personally I've gone through different phases of like some weeks really wanting to make something or write about what's happening and then other weeks just being like I had a good day if I even brush my teeth yeah Uh, totally yeah
1: I also think in some ways, I feel more connected to a lot of pals and family than I did pre-pandemic just because you're alone. So you're texting and calling and whatever. And I do think like texting bits and sending jokes and memes is kind of at an all-time high in a way. Not that memes are the peak of comedy, <laughs> but it's I do think <laughs> I do think that like it's something that's united all of us a lot. Um, My
0: mom so- does it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My dad's got lots of bits if anyone needs somebody.
0: And so, and tell me about, and I'm asking this selfishly, Aparna, because
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, how, are, how are you handling the not being out and about in clubs? Um, because I, I've been watching Josh. Yeah. He, he's managed to quote unquote pivot, but... It's, it was such an enormous part of his life that disappeared into almost nothing, a Zoom show here and there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like I pre-gamed for the pandemic in that <laughs> I was, or still am, writing a book of essays about imposter syndrome, and I had already sort of gone into book writing hibernation mode even before the pandemic started, so I hadn't been hitting the pavement as much as I had been in past years so in that sense it wasn't as huge a shock to me but I I still think yeah even doing zoom shows is still I'm like do I like this what is this (laughs) what are we all doing this yeah some of them you just feel like you're talking to yourself in a void and you're like is this even worse than not performing at all (laughs) yeah
0: Just listening in on Josh, it's like (laughs) I hear him tell a joke, but I'm bummed. And then, like, there's nothing. And um, yeah, that sounds so hard. Uh, Aparna, as long as as you brought it up, Mm -hmm. tell us how book writing is going. And do you have
2: a due date? I have. I mean, due date is technically spring, but I don't know what that means for publication date. I'm still not fully. Well versed in how long it takes to publish a book, but it's supposed to be in a publishable form by spring. Amazing. So cool. Yeah.
1: I for the record found out my publication date from Amazon. <laughs> I saw it there and I was like, oh, I guess that's when it comes out.
0: <laughs> and that's so hard. Like we're trying to beat Amazon, but they're smarter than everybody, <laughs> which makes it so hard. I know. <laughs> Aparna, please come back and in- I'm going to, I'm going to say spring of 2022, <laughs> if we're all still here. I also want to hear about Amy, the, the experience of recording an audiobook for this book, because it's, it sounds like something that you just wouldn't actually be able
1: to do pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like the, the smallest silver lining in the entire world, but.
1: Totally. I mean it of course my whole dream my whole life has been to like have a book and get to go do bookstore events and so i'm really hanging on to this audiobook silver lining (laughs) but no it was really cool so some pieces in the book are too visual to read um and those will come with like a pdf that you can download if you buy the audiobook um but a ton were like Aparnas and there were stories and essays and all sorts of stuff that's totally readable um so every gal just did it from home and um this amazing director iris mcelroy and this amazing audio engineer um michael bader zoomed in and basically they would have them screen share their laptop and then michael would like take over and do all the audio and sound check it and make sure all was well and it was a dream because i just got to you know zoom with all the gals for like two weeks um and it's so cool rarely do you get i think a lot of gals were really anxious because they we're reading their own words which they're not often used to you're often doing voice acting or whatever it was like oh actually this like came from my heart and now I'm saying it aloud um so it was really sweet but it was like you know Beanie Feldstein was in her mom's closet showing us her mom's (laughs) shoes (laughs) but it was really special um and yeah I'm really it's it's gonna be really cool to hear everybody's voice back to back to back because they're all everyone's voice is different and everyone's piece is different tonally and all of that so that is a silver lining that I will cling to. Aparna, as I
0: someone who...
1: Oh,
2: doing, sorry. I was just going to say, I didn't even know you could do like audio books of diff, like when it's a compendium of different authors. It's just so fun.
1: Yeah, I was, I was, I didn't expect it actually. And then when they said, let's do it, I think because they've gotten used to it through the pandemic. I was like, oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
0: And Aparna, you you have been doing voice work because... Oh, uh, the Great North is is kind of just like the most excellent form of you.
2: <laughs> like, oh, they, Like a, t- a ten year old boy <laughs> dressed, dressed as a teddy bear, though dressed as a teddy bear. Yeah, amazing. Who's like kind of over it? Yeah,
0: who knows how to die peacefully? <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you have a yeah, little doll of, so or fun.
1: figurine of him.
2: I have a cardboard cutout of it, not life size, but amazing that i can kind of
0: that's like it's so me. good <laughs> tell me more about both of you about the community that either does or doesn't or some like some combination of both exist in this space of of women in comedy
1: i think it's like the most amazing community on the human planet it's so good i just like I, I mean i was saying this before but just asking gals who are you a fan of and like um so i could put them in the book and that kind of thing and gals geeking out about all the others that are already, you know, I would write to gals and I'd be like, "Here are the other ones who are in it," and that people would be like, "Oh my god, I'm so intimidated, but I want to be with these ladies." I don't know, everyone's just like a fan of each other. That's my, I don't know, that's my experience. Um, yeah,
2: I think there is a genuine appreciation of each other's work, and I know there is this age-old question that people are very tired of, of like, "Are women funny?" and it's insulting that it still even gets asked, but I do think in a way that undergirds just the fact that women do realize it's still a talking point that they're even in this field. And so there is this underlying, just like, cool, you're here too. And I'm really glad.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: I love that.
0: What else are you working on now, Amy?
1: So we were about to shoot Barry season three when everything fell apart. Um, and yeah, we had a table read pretty much the day everything got shut down. And I was just like, no one hug Henry Winkler. Like, please stop. (laughs) Of course the huggiest man to ever live. Um, but so luckily everyone was completely fine. But so we're waiting till vaccines are more of a thing to shoot that. Um, it's just, I can't imagine being on a set right now, to be honest. And then um, yeah, so Alec and I develop all sorts of stuff for TV and movies. It's it's honestly been a good time for the book to happen because it's been a little bit slower. Um, we have a cool show we're working on with Michael Imperioli for HBO, um, which everyone's excited about because it turns out everyone's been watching Sopranos in um, quarantine, yeah. including us. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I I reduce. Sca- I'm when the when I have all the copies, I'm sending all the gals their copy of the book and a tote bag and like a goodie bag. And my whole life has become about these goodie bags because I think <laughs> I don't have a lot to concentrate on. So when I'm done with the goodie bags, I don't know really. <laughs> Give us just like a hint of what might be in
0: those goodie bags.
1: Okay, so Carly <laughs> G. <laughs> This is my passion. Carly Jean Andrews, who's an amazing illustrator, who I'm sure you've seen her stuff. She does like a lot of cool, you know, podcast key art and stuff like that. She did these amazing um, portraits of Gilda Radner that I got her to print. She, Gilda's my big inspiration. I think I already mentioned that. I mentioned it a thousand times a day, but she did these gorgeous portraits of her that I'm sending one to each gal. Um, I'm going to get candy necklaces. I think that's fun. <laughs> um lots of little stickers from lots of different girls who are in the book but yeah just these goofy and thank you notes I'm a big thank you note writer so
2: that's
0: amazing
1: that's my purpose
0: and so Amy of of all the pieces that you've read and collected in this book what is the most adaptable for tv movie?
1: <laughs> oh god I of course so many times if you tell people in Hollywood, like I'm doing this book. They're like, Oh, well, are you going to option it? And it's like, no, no, no. It's a book. It's a book. Some things can stay a book. (laughs) I really don't. I don't know. I really haven't thought about that, but I love that you you're ready to switch jobs with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, just like, there are so many women who I want to have TV shows, you know?
1: Oh, I would greenlight anybody, anybody in this whole book.
2: I'm so surprised sometimes by what, how little material you need to even option something. Like I had a friend recently who told me she was told to write a script just based off of a photo, like a photo that went viral.
1: Oh my God. I was like, wow. I will say we have two books we've optioned to work on. And one is a true story about um, a journalist in Chicago in the seventies and she's still alive and she's amazing, but the pressure to do her story justice is sometimes deafening like sometimes i think it's better to not have ip attached because you can just you're not disappointing anybody but yeah um, yeah
0: so the next time you could just send out the writing prompts that you sent to the writers
1: (laughs) yeah totally and
0: I like how they're included in the book too. Like I'm, I'm looking at some of my favorite. Like, what's a song or album or movie that an ex ruined for you? Or what's a sentence excerpted from your obituary?
1: Yeah, everyone sent such funny stuff. I couldn't even fit like half of them. But yeah, those are really fun.
0: That's, fun That's so fun and you
1: like. A, yeah, were you surprised
0: by anything that was included, Amy?
1: I guess what was really, so people kind of set their own deadlines, but it was all over the, a few months kind of span. I've been working on this book for three full years. <laughs> it's a long process, but um, it was so crazy to, people would tell me, you know, like, I think I forget exactly what a partner said, but something about like, what, you know, the excuse about being late or whatever. And then, but you wouldn't know more than that. And so then I would be driving and all of a sudden I'd have a email and it'd be like here's my first pass and I would like pull over and be like oh this is too fun so all of them were kind of a surprise in that way I didn't know a ton and some gals were just like I'm just gonna try something I'll send it to you and then they would just be out of nowhere and the other unbelievable thing was like Emily Gordon wrote this amazing piece that she collaborated with her fat pal Esme who did all her stuff for Rookie and they would do these sort of like comic pieces um like long form comics and they did a piece and so Emily wrote the like text and then sent it off to Esme so I'd seen the text but then Esme sent back these six pages of like gorgeous illustrations so getting to I'm now I'm like obsessed with paying people to illustrate things because it's just the coolest thing and I will have zero dollars soon but that was really cool to get stuff back like that
0: and Aparna aside from from book writing if you're doing that for the most, i know you're in la so that's- no no i'm
2: in new york
0: you're in new york now oh well we'll have to wave at each other
1: at i know i know
0: new york versus la right now is a real um fuck you of a question <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: i was just saying to someone the other day that i've never in my life been more aware of the weather in different places because all we have is to like post it on instagram that it's snowing Yes. so like I always know the weather in New York, Chicago, LA yeah. wherever I have, I have a friend in Montana, I always know what's going on there
2: <laughs> I heard it snowed in LA like Pasadena or something it's,
1: it can so it's cool cause there's always like you know snowy caps on these mountains mm-hmm. whenever there's like rain so you'll know, and now my dogs are obsessed with the snow so the second there's snow we try to, we went to Idlewild and they romped and it was oh. amazing
0: my dog is not a romp kind of dog, but I'm jealous.
1: <laughs> they refuse to pee in the rain, but they love to romp in the snow.
0: Well, this has been so delightful. Um, I'm just going to ask one more question. Um, and it's okay if you need to take, take a moment and think about it. Um, what what, kind, what books would you like to recommend to our listeners?
1: This is my favorite question on the planet. <laughs> Um. Okay, so you just had her on, and I loved it. But I loved De Transition, baby. So good. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, I just sent that to a bunch of pals because I finished it and loved it. And then the my favorite book from last year that I felt like didn't get as much talk as it should have was Afterlife by Julia Alvarez. Um, oh. she's amazing. It, it's so good. I kind of don't want to tell you much because I I didn't I knew nothing going in, and it was perfect. But I loved that. But I literally listen to this podcast to find out what to read. So it's weird to tell this podcast what to read.
2: I love it. Yeah. I feel like whenever someone asks me that question, I immediately go blank, which is so embarrassing because I read a lot. But I will say I just finished this book called Little Eyes by Samantha Schweblin. It's a Spanish translation, but it's so good. I don't know what, how I would even describe the genre. It's like sci-fi meets, you know, uh, yeah, maybe it's like in that genre of whatever Black Mirror is, like where technology and horror intersect a little bit. But it's so good. I loved it. And I also read earlier last year, The Collected Schizophrenias. So, so good. So good. So I good.
1: So, that. good. so good that that's one that I was handed to my boyfriend was like, you have to read right now. Yeah. And he's always like, actually, this was really good. I was like, I know I told you. <laughs> Don't but pretend actually. like it's a surprise. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a great rec. I love that. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you both so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you. Of course.
0: Thanks for having us. Yay.